The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the last day of November 2012. That means that in just what, about 31 days, we'll be flipping the calendars and raising toast to a brand new year. I have absolutely no idea where the time has gone, but I can say that I'm always glad when we have the chance to spend an hour together every Friday. That's right. It's time for our hour-long discussion about anything and everything soap. It's Soap Central Live, and I'm your host, Dan Kroll. This week's show is really a perfect example of what Soap Central Live is really all about. It's live, it's unexpected, and it's a chance for us to talk about just about anything from the world of soaps. Before we went on the air, we did have some last-minute changes. Jordi Villasusa will not be able to be joining us due to uh, a personal situation, so he won't be here with us for the second half of the show. But we are working to get some stuff together for you. We're going to talk about soap book tie-ins with Alina Adams, who's been a guest here on the show before. We will be talking about the new book that General Hospital is putting out. We'll talk about that coming up in the second half of the hour. And in just a few moments, we'll be joined by Guiding Light vet Carla Mosley. We're waiting for Carla to give us a call so we can chat with her about some of her new projects. She released a new music video, so hopefully we'll be able to talk about that with her coming up in a few moments. And of course, don't forget, everybody, this show is all about interaction. It's not just me chatting with the stars. It's also about your calls, your chance to call in and be part of the show as well. If you'd like to call in with a question or comment, the number to do so is 866-472-5788. Again, that number is 866-472-5788. If you can't get to your phone, but you're somehow managing to listen along with us, you can also join us in the discussion on Twitter at Soap Central Live. You can tweet your comments and questions, and we will take as many of them as we can. As I mentioned, we are still waiting for Carla to call in. We're going to try to get her here for us so we can talk a little bit about what she has been up to. But in the meantime, let's talk about some of the things that have been going on on social media. Earlier today, one of the big trending topics was a result of a character on General Hospital. The hashtag was Alexis had sex. Apparently, there were a lot of fans who were very excited that one of the characters finally had a romantic relationship. So I posed to fans one of the questions that came to mind immediately when I saw that that was a trending hashtag and wanted to know who else soap fans think, is well, it's time for them to have a, maybe a little bit of a, a romantic relationship. There have been a lot of answers, actually, and I'm looking through to see 
who some of you are saying. We have a lot from General Hospital. People are saying that Monica needs to have some romance in her life. So we'll have to see if you guys have some thoughts on that. You can certainly give us a call in at 866-472-5788, and we will take care of that. Other than that, everybody, we are going to open up the phone lines so that anyone can call in. We'll talk about whatever you'd like for the next hour or so to make sure that we get to hear from you. Because I mentioned that is one of the most important things about this show is the ability to have a a level of interaction. We even have a 24-7 call line that I set up so that when we're not live here on the air, that we're still able to take your calls and hear from you. It's not a toll-free number, but you can call at any time of the day. It's 267-341-7627. If you look the last four digits, spell SOAP. That was by design. You can call in and just, it's a call line. So you can record your comments, your questions. If you have something for future guests that you know that are coming up, but you can't be with us live, as all of this week's guests apparently can't be here with us live, you can call in and record something. And we'll do our best to make sure that your comments are played here on the air. Remember to try to keep your comments uh, to a shorter length and no naughty language, even though it's permitted, we sort of frown upon it. Have to keep myself in line, so I think that you guys have to follow those guidelines as well. What we're going to do now is we are going to take a quick break and try to track down Carla so that we can talk to her. And we'll also, as I said, be taking your phone calls. So stay tuned because Soap Central Live will be back in a couple of moments. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. When you talk about the subject of bullying, it's not just the person being bullied who is dealing with complicated issues. It's also parents and teachers. Bullying has even taken a new turn with social networking, negative images, and even reality TV. Tune in to One Word Nation Radio with host Jessica Brookshire. We'll put the issue of bullying front and center, going beyond the classrooms and hallways of our schools to help empower and protect youth and their families. Listen every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. What a week it's been. First, I didn't win the Powerball, and now I'm having some scheduling problems with my guests. Fortunately, I was able to reach out to some fellow soap fans, and we're going to be talking about anything from the world of soaps coming up in a couple of minutes here. So, again, if you'd like to call in, since you know that this is your open opportunity to be a part of the show, the number for today's show is 866-472-5788. We are going to take a little bit of a a detour from talking about some of the daytime soaps and also talk about primetime soaps with the host of Buzzworthy Radio, Navelle J. Lee. Navelle, welcome back to Soap Central Live. How are you, sir? It's a pleasure. Wonderful. As I said, didn't win the Powerball, but... That's all right, you know, uh, maybe next time. I'm guessing That's you okay, didn't win did I. Either. It's all right. <laughs> I was going to say, obviously, you're here with me, so you didn't win either. Uh, but we no. were talking uh, during commercial on Twitter and on chat about some of the things that are going on, and you were the first to bring to my attention and to a lot of other people's attention as well an article from the New York Post that has an interesting story about something that ABC is developing. So what is this, and why did it raise your ire? Okay, uh, for those of you who have not have seen this post, the New, York, uh, the New York Post went on Twitter earlier this afternoon, and ABC is apparently developing a real-life General Hospital daytime show, which is set to take place in a real Los Angeles hospital with doctors and nurses, where it will follow the private lives of those working in this hospital. Uh, apparently right now it's in the early pilot stages, but the untitled hospital show could either seek syndication, or cable if it gets picked up. Uh, it raised my eyebrows because if it does reach syndication, which the only show that is on the ABC Time lineup that is syndicated is the Katie show, um, it would have to make room in order to fit this in its lineup. Now, with Jeff Zucker going to CNN, leaving the Katie show, is it possible that maybe Katie could be canceled and this show could follow in the footsteps of General Hospital after 2 o'clock in the afternoon, um, you know, obviously a lot of us fans are sitting here preparing ourselves. If, God forbid, I don't want to put this out there, but God forbid, you know, I mean, it, it takes over General Hospital, the scripted soap itself, and replaces it with this instead. So it, it's, kind of, it's kind of in the moment where we're kind of scratching our heads trying to think, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? 
um, if this comes to pass. So, of course, it's going to raise eyebrows with a lot of soap fans right now. And it goes on. I think we've lost Navelle. We'll try to get him back. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll pick up on some of the things that he was saying. Uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure why we would need to have a, a general hospital show when we already have general hospital. But we'll talk about that in a minute because apparently uh, we're able to get Carla on the line. So let me, I have a little introduction written here. Let me get to this since I've worked on it. Because this is going to be the very first appearance on some Soap Central Live by an actress who was a part of the cast of Guiding Light from 2008 through the show's finale in 2009. And since that time, as I'm sure you're aware, she's appeared in a web series. You may have caught her in primetime and in movies. And now she's focusing on a singing career. So everybody, let's welcome Carla Mosley to Soap Central Live. Carla, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're able to be here with us. There's sort of a whole lot of questions to go to. And I'm going to get to, of course, talking about the music video, but let's rewind a little bit, if you don't mind, and Absolutely. find out, uh, you know, what did you want to be growing up? Was the acting <laughs> always in your system, or you giggled? So I'm guessing at the answer is no. No, well, you know, it, it always, it, it's the opposite. It lasts because it's just so, it's such a part of me. Um, you know, I, it probably started with song. My mom said that I didn't, you know, the sort of famous story in my family is that I started saying that I could sing the national anthem or, you know, hum along at six months, but I didn't start walking until I was two, almost two. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, it was just, I have always been a very vocal child and, and, and now adult. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I've always sort of spoken in music, but uh, the acting was soon to follow. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have parents. My father wrote music, and I remember sitting at the piano with him and kind of plunking out and writing lyrics and, and things like that. So it's, it's you know, we sang in the car, we sang all the time. So that's really been a part of me for a long time. And my mom is a huge fan of Broadway. I grew up right outside of the city and. You know, she took me down to see Cats and to see Starlight Express and pretty much everything that we could And because it's something I think that she wanted to do and wasn't encouraged to do as a child, so she really wanted to foster that in us, and she did. I feel like I should then make you sing all of the answers to my questions <laughs> as we move forward. I, I, I'll refrain. <laughs> <laughs> Good. If you do, I will as well. I think right. people will probably we'll enjoy the me. the ears of, of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, you're, you're certainly too hard on yourself. Me, that's a, a totally different story. So, you know, dad with with uh, history of music and your mom, a fan of Broadway, where in that was there any time where anybody was familiar with soap operas before you became a part of, of Guiding Light? Oh, yeah. Well, the other famous story in my, that my sister and I tell is that Whenever you stayed home from school or on a school on a vacation, summer vacation, or you know any kind of break from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., you couldn't watch TV because it was in the time way back in the days in the 80s when we had VCRs, and uh, <laughs> you know, and we and you couldn't record and watch something at the same time, so you had to you know you had to watch whatever was being recorded. And my mom was I you know I I have to say she was an ABC fan. Um, and so she watched uh, All My Children and One Life to Live. She taped it, you know, every day. And so that's what we grew up on. Um, so you either, you know, it was either you watch 
those stories or you go outside and play. <laughs> I have and a then, that we and lost was, a lot of our long, younger viewers when they said, what do you mean that you, that, what's this VCR? You couldn't watch TV and record at the same time? We've lost half of our, our younger demographic now. <laughs> well, they'll just have to go back and watch, you know, some old 80s, like, Back to the Future movies or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's definitely the case. So, uh, being that the that ABC was the soap of choice in the household, uh, mm-hmm. Did anyone know anything about Guiding Light when they found out that you'd landed a role in the show? Yeah, absolutely. My mom uh, grew up, you know, to even go further back because Guiding Light was on the radio first, as we know, it was the first of, of all kind of the mothership. Um, and so she used to, I don't know that she listened to it on the radio with her mom, although she may have, but she definitely watched it with her mother uh, pretty much daily. So she was incredibly excited and knew all the family lines. And, you know, as I was entering the show, I, I kind of would just quiz her and find out, you know, what, what is this? And what, tell me more about Springfield and who's this Spalding character? So, um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, she, she couldn't have been more excited. We had a question on Twitter earlier today from Wendy from over here in New Jersey, and she wanted Hi, to know, do you, do you keep in touch with any of your former co-stars? I do. In fact, I just ran into Lawrence, um, who played Remy Boudreau, my my husband, on and off again husband, um, <laughs> and yeah, he, uh, he and I also, of course, created Wedlocked together after Guiding Light ended. So we uh, are definitely in touch, and Ivana, and um, uh, I spoke to, when I was getting ready to launch my music video, I spoke to Tina Sloan, who mm-hmm. um, is just a fabulous wealth of information and inspiration, and just talked to her about you know her experience publishing her book and doing her one-woman show and doing all of these incredible things, and, you know, uh, Ron Rains is... Um, on the Broadway circuit, so I'll run into him from time to time, and Kim and um, Crystal. So it's it's a really beautiful uh, community and, and family that I happened upon, and and everyone is extremely supportive and excited to see what all of the various artistic endeavors and other endeavors that were that everyone continues to be a part of. You know, it's it's interesting in doing this that I found that it seems. And I, and I don't mean to, to sort of talk badly about any other form of entertainment, but mm-hmm. the folks who have been involved in soaps seem to be so above and beyond in the way of creativity that, you know, certainly we want our soaps to stay on the air, but so many people have rebounded, whether it be with television or primetime or movies or uh, web series and music. And I'm so glad that you mentioned Wedlocked because... Uh, it, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it was something that was different from acting for you. You had a whole bunch of different hats that you were involved in. So let's talk a little bit about that. What was your experience from the world of webisodes? Yeah, it was really, again, you know, talk about being inspired by our our cohorts, our coworkers. Um, You know, Crystal Chappelle really started things off with Venice, and um, that really inspired, well, First of all, my again, my mother, uh, she's she's an idea machine, and she said, Carla, you and Mort should really do something that is, you know, 
a, a sort of spin-off after GLNs. And we would constantly talk because we were both, I was actually engaged at the time, about to be married, and Lawrence had been married for a couple of years, and we would co- constantly talk about, you know, being sort of young, young newlyweds and all the ups and downs and things that people don't tell you and like quirks and all of that. Um, and so it was sort of a natural progression and, and also fit what we did on the show, but gave it a twist that was kind of our own. Um, and so we kind of developed it from there, and it was a wonderful experience producing, and, um, you know, it, we were lucky, I think, to have a, a director who really was able to bring what we already had and, and put it in a kind of comedic, sitcom almost format, but still coming from a truthful place. Um, and then, you know, just to wear all of the different hats and the business side of things is, I find exciting. And um, maybe it's just because I'm, it's like they say, every actor is a director. <laughs> we all, we all want to have our hands in the pot. So I, I thought it was just a wonderful experience and I'd be excited to do it again. Were there any unexpected challenges that you faced in putting together Wedlocked? You know, I think when you're around, especially soaps, there's nothing like television uh, and especially daytime television because it's so fast and it's so much material and it's constantly changing that you just get used to the production elements exploding. Um, I think when you start to be the one organizing, getting all the cameras together and making sure that there's craft services and, you know, it definitely gives you an appreciation for all the behind-the-scenes work that you can sometimes take a bit, take for granted, you know, sort of say, oh, why, where's the, where's the hot water? <laughs> you know, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, I need my coffee. And then when you're the one who's organizing the coffee and it's not there yet, you're sort of like, ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> life happens. And when you're in charge, there's no one else to uh, blame. That's that's definitely true. I think I find that out each week here on the show. Uh, <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned life happens. So let's do a little bit of life happens. Where do you think your character, Christina, is at now? It's been, what, three, a little over three years since Guiding Light aired yeah. its final episode. Where do you think she is right now? Oh, it's such a fun question. Um, I... You know, I, I, I've always said Christina was such a fun character, but she was so saccharine sweet in a way, you know? She was so, like, although she definitely had her uh, her quirks in the relationship area. I don't think she quite knew what she was doing when it came to love and romance. But, um, but I think that especially having a baby, and uh, I think that she probably has run into some some hard times, like just kind of in the growing up process. They're so young and naive and green and excited to be together, and I think that is probably still maintained, but, you know, I wonder if just in, in like, the day-to-day of actually living together and raising a child and being married, um, you know, I, I think that poses challenges that you don't expect and I think they didn't know each other very well, and so I think that um, those, there, you know, some kind of getting to know each other and maybe even being interested in other people, but trying to maintain their relationship, you know, who knows? Um, you know, maybe because she was such a, a good girl for such a long time, I wonder if she might get into some dangerous 
affairs or relationships Ooh. with people who are a bit seedy, you know, I think that that could definitely happen to someone who who's just been doing the right thing for her whole life, you know. That's what happens when you have somebody who has on-again and off-again husbands. You, you never know. <laughs> exactly. So, segue somewhere. There's a segue from on-again, off-again husbands to music. I guess for many people, they are married to their craft. Here we go. Mm. Work with you. Good one. Good one. I'll go. I'll go along with you. Uh, so, in addition to being married to a performing, you also recently have put out a music video for a song called Simply Lovely. So I want to delve into a little bit about your musical likes. Let's talk about what's your favorite genre of music? Mm, you know, I really love um, kind of the acoustic soul, India R.E., Tracy Chapman, and old school soul too, you know, like Otis Redding and uh, Motown Marvin Gaye and um, and then more sort of popular R&B like <clears throat> John Legend, Maxwell, and Lauryn Hill. Um, but then I also have a really, uh, an affinity toward folk, just sort of traditional folk like jo- Joni Mitchell um, and, um, oh my gosh, how did his name, Jeff Buckley uh, and and. And, you know, I have so many musical tastes, and what I think is wonderful, oh, I also love Portishead, that's another strong influence, what what I think is wonderful about, oh, and of course, sorry, <laughs> as I get started on music, I can go on and on, but um, but I, the jazz, I grew up listening to Ella Fitzgerald and Nina Simone and Billie Holiday and um, Miles Davis, and, you know, so... Yeah, there's just so many. But what I was going to say is that what's beautiful about the digital age in music is that I feel like people used to feel confined to a, a style of music, whether because of mm-hmm. where they came from or cultural background or, you know, whatever. Um, and now what's so wonderful is that people can listen to any kind of music. It's all over the map, and there are these beautiful collaborations and new sounds coming out as a result. And people, I just heard about a, um, an album that was developed of course, we have postal service that did it all through the mail, but things, you know, where you can say, oh, I need this sort of beat and find it on SoundCloud from someone who's literally on the other side of the world and say, yeah, I want to sample this in my song and I want to do this. So it's it's really opened up this whole new way of using all kinds of music, and, and I'm loving playing with that. Although this song, Simply Lovely, is a very kind of classic and simple song. Um, and at the end of the video, it says for Lilia Sophia, who's my niece, who is just born, um, she'll be three months tomorrow, actually. And uh, as my sister was going through the pregnancy, it was a little bit of a rough pregnancy, and I sent this song to her, and she loved it, and she said it really soothed her, and she could feel the sort of the baby calm down in her when they were um, when when she listened to it, and so. Even though I have other songs that, you know, I wrote or that might be a little more sort of modern, I was just really inspired to create something that and put it, put it out as my first foray, public foray into the music world, something that just kind of makes you feel good, makes you smile, makes you groove, um, and just has a, a really beautiful message. Well, I have to say the song makes me smile as well. And we have a very uh, short clip here that we're going to let people hear so we can share the smile. And we'll be back to talk about 
the song and how folks can get it. So let's take a listen right now to Simply Lovely. Love it, Carla. I absolutely mm. love the song. Uh, now, so I know I know that folks are immediately wondering, okay, so you teased us with 28 seconds of the song. How can we get to hear the rest <laughs> of it? So give us the details. How can folks go and get a copy of the song? Well, the easiest way to see it and to see the beautiful video that was directed by my friend Equa, and also I want to say that the song was written by my dear friend Kenna Ane, and he plays all the instruments on it as well. Um, but the easiest way is to go to YouTube, and you can type in Simply Lovely and Carla Mosley and find it there. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, under Carla Mosley or on Facebook under Collard Green, like the vegetable, but only single, <laughs> just one Collard Green. Um, and you'll, you can find links there on those places. Um, and then you can also go to carlamosley.bandcamp.com. And there you can listen to the song for free. And if you want to download it, it's only a dollar. It's a suggested donation, and all the proceeds go to Covenant House which is an organization, uh, it's a shelter for homeless youth. It's international all over the United States, in Canada, and also in South America. And I work very closely with them. They're an organization that is just dear to my heart, and they've suffered over a million dollars of damage um, as a result of Sandy. Mm. Oh, that hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, and and also are, are experiencing an, an influx of, homeless youth because there are people who are now displaced who had homes 30 days ago. So um, so all proceeds go to Sandy Relief Efforts. So that's uh, carlamosley.bandcamp.com. And if you missed that or didn't have a pencil or anything like that, we are going to post the link on our Twitter feed and on Facebook and, of course, on the Soap Central Live page so that you can go and take a listen to that and, of course, watch the video. But now you mentioned something in there, and I'm sure... I'm not the only one who wondered this. On the music video, the credits, of course, do list you as Carla Collard Green Mosley. Where, <laughs> where did the Collard Green come from? It's funny. I was on a when Facebook started. I'm sometimes slow on social media, uh, on the social media uptake. So uh, when Facebook started, everyone kept saying, "Get on Facebook, get on Facebook, get on Facebook," and I said, "Fine, I'll do it." But I, I just sort of put up this funny name, Collard Green. And at first, it was like a joke, and I was sort of also incognito, but then everyone found me anyway. Um, and then it just sort of stuck, and I started showing up places, and people would say, hey, Collard, how's it going? And, and people would ask if I really changed my name to a vegetable, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> it's just really, I just thought it was so funny. But then when I think about it, you know, collard greens represent abundance in the South. Um, 
which is where my family is originally from, from Virginia, Atlanta area. And, um, and, you know, so this, I, this idea of like abundance, um, and then, and I'm a, I'm vegan, and so it sort of worked in that way. And I just, I just sort of love it. I love the name, so it's kind of stuck. I have to say, I like the nickname better than I like the vegetable. Uh, you know, it's, oh, you have to, yeah. Well, we'll have to get together and get some good collard greens one day. <laughs> well, that was the thing. It's, it's, you know, it's like everything else. If they're not cooked right, mm-hmm. it's just... Exactly, because yeah. I feel that way about okra. Yeah, it's another one. Pretty much for me, if it's green, I probably <laughs> don't like it. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I'll have to, we'll have to get you some good veggies. Oh, oh gosh, we're going to have a vegetable challenge. That's going to be the, the next segment for our show. So uh, before we let you go, I have to go back a little bit more to some music questions here and find out, is there anything that you would have on your iPod, any artists that might surprise folks who know you? Oh, that's a good question. I almost feel like I have to go through my iPod. What, <laughs> think How many it. songs are on your iPod? Do you have a lot? Oh, so many, yeah. And it really does run the gamut. Um, I mean, I always laugh when it, because I'm not, even though I do musical theater, and I've, I mean, that's like where I started, um, I always laugh when a musical theater song comes on, but I'm such a musical theater dork. And I just saw uh, uh, Les Mis the day of screening, the day after Thanksgiving, and it's just so beautiful it's so moving and you know so I mean I think musicals always just they brighten my day and they kind of surprise me because I'm so used to listening to modern music but then I will turn into that same little girl who's dancing around her room to West Side Story and Chorus Line in a heartbeat you know and I think oh gosh what I love to do a movie musical it'd be so fun Hey, let's put that energy out into the universe and make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you said the gamut. I'm just trying to think. What's the, what's the complete opposite of musical theater? Uh, it would be like 90s gangster rap is the only thing. <laughs> is that and I do away? have some of that. I have some Onyx. <laughs> I have some <laughs> Slam. I, was, I was going to say, that's really the only song that Onyx had was Slam. Uh, right, and another exactly. song that we can't yeah. really pronounce on I the do. air. But. I have hip-hop, you know. Um, but I, I do tend to be more of a kind of most deaf, Talib Kweli, um, mm-hmm. I, love, I do love Kanye and Nas, and, you know, I love Jay-Z's last album. Uh, so, you know, it really it really is all of Michael Jackson and Nina Simone and Bright Eyes and Coldplay and Bobby McFerrin. I mean, it's really all over the place. I feel like we're going to have Greens and watch vh one Soul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? That's, 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 that's yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely that's about right. Carla, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to chat about some guiding light, and of course, simply lovely. And again, for those of you out there who may have missed how you can listen to it, we're going to make sure that we post the link as many places as possible. So, of course, check us out on Twitter and Facebook, and don't forget to check out Carla as well. We'll post those links for all of you as well. So, Carla, I hope you have. A great weekend, and hopefully we'll have you back on the show when this musical theater movie thing actually comes to fruition. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And if you are in New York and L.A., um, 
we will be playing out probably in New York sooner than L.A., but we'll be playing out live. Um, and we'll also have, um, there's a Christmas song, a cover of the Christmas song, and we'll be putting up another one on YouTube before the end of the year, as well as uh, uploading for free, and this will be a for free download, um, six more songs. So lots to look forward to. That. Absolutely. And of course, as I said, we'll make sure that everybody gets that as well. So, Carla, thank you so much. And I hope that you have a great weekend. You too. Bye. All right, everybody. We'll be back in about two minutes after this break with more of Soap Central Live. Stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Jordi Villasusa was supposed to be our guest today, but unfortunately, he had to reschedule. He will be here in the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe early in 2013, because don't forget, we have our best and worst of shows coming up on December 21st and 28th. And next week, we have All My Children's Kate Collins. So in the meantime, we're going to talk about something that's going on on General Hospital, and it really started to play out today really in detail and it's the fictional book that's tied in and actually put out into the real world and who better to talk about that than a guest who's been on the show before she's written Oakdale Confidential The Man from Oakdale Jonathan's Story a whole bunch of other things and of course Soap Opera 451 a time capsule of daytime dramas greatest moments Alina Adams welcome back to Soap Central Live thank you for having me Dan well, thank you for agreeing to to be here at the literally at the last minute. I appreciate it so much. Uh, so let me get to what we're we're sort of towing around here on General Hospital. Molly wrote a book. Now apparently, it looks like it's fallen into some other hands, but we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in general. But 
you know, is this a, something that it's been done in the past? I mean, we were talking during the break about other soaps that have done this. What goes into planning a fictional book that becomes a book that real people can actually buy? Well, there's two different ways of doing a soap opera tie-in book. The way the General Hospital is choosing to do this version with, I believe it's Love in Maine, is very similar to what One Life to Live did with The Killing Club and what All My Children did with Charm, exclamation point, in which characters on the show wrote a book, but the book had really nothing to do with what was going on in the show. It was just another romance or another mystery, in the case of The Killing Club, that was written by the characters, and then just the mere presence of the book caused things to happen on the show. But the book itself didn't Mm -hmm. really need to be written in conjunction too much with the show because it didn't feature the show's characters or settings or plot points. What we did with As the World Turns with Oakdale Confidential and The Man from Oakdale, and especially with Guiding Lights, Jonathan's story, was we actually incorporated the characters that the fans already love into the story, and that was a much more complicated process because publishing moves at a pace that seems glacial to soap operas. I remember when I was sitting at the first meetings with the editors at Pocket Books and Christopher Goutman, the executive producer, as the world turns, and when he was telling them the pace at which they wrote stories, they were blown away because they were talking about a book a year from now, and Chris was saying, well, I don't know exactly what's going to be on my canvas a year from now. I don't know which actors will still be on the show. I don't know what the storyline's going to be. So it was getting two completely different creative worlds together. And, you know, we did have a few things happen that you can't foresee. When I wrote Oakdale Confidential, Dusty was dead. By the time the book was published in the real world, Dusty was alive. (laughs) That was a bit of a problem that had to be explained on the air. So that was a minor little glitch. And for Guiding Light, where they really incorporated the book into the story, is that basically... Jonathan's story was what happened to Jonathan while the character was off screen. So it was really canon. It was part of the story. The way that it went on the air is that Reva and Alan went off to search for Jonathan. They were off the canvas for a few weeks, and then they returned, and suddenly Reva and Alan, who had heretofore been enemies, are acting like they're best friends, and they're hiding a secret, and the story is, what is the secret that Reva and Alan are hiding? And the answer is actually what happened in Jonathan's story. So that, to me, was actually the best way, in my opinion, to incorporate a tie-in book into an ongoing work of fiction because it wasn't just a story that happened peripherally and it wasn't a story that happened to no one on the show and just happened to be written by one of the characters, but it was something that really happened to one of the characters off canvas. The other thing that was done a little different, which I also thought was brilliant, is um, Passions, released Hidden Passions, which was actually Mm -hmm. a prequel, which was wonderful, because that way it both eliminated the problems that I was just talking about of Dead Dusty, Alive Dusty, but it gave you the characters that you wanted, and it gave you in-depth information about the characters. And I also love what Days of Our Lives did last year with Sherry Anderson's books, in which they did a very similar thing in that they had John and Marlena and Sean and Belle off Mm -hmm. canvas, and they sort of wrote an original adventure for them. So if you were a fan of John and Marlena and Sean and Belle and a Days fan and you wanted to know what was going on with your favorite characters, this book filled you in, which to me is the optimal way to do a tie-in. 
Well, I'm guessing with the hidden passions, I remember, oh gosh, it gave our character profilers on SoapCentral.com a headache <laughs> because they had they went and read the book and then had to make all of the notes of all of the, the relatives and the crimes and all of that other stuff. And sometimes they didn't necessarily go along with what had played out on the screen, but it still made it interesting. It's sort of another dynamic. And like you said, it certainly is most helpful for people whose characters that they love maybe aren't necessarily on the canvas. I mean, yeah, you may have to explain what was in the book later if those characters come back, but it's certainly a way to keep the characters alive who, for whatever reason, are no longer currently being seen on screen. And the fact is, if you bring a character back, you still have to fill people in on what happened on screen. (laughs) How many times on soaps have we seen someone come back with a mysterious secret? So having the book just adds some extra color to it. Another example is a property that I did for um, Another World Today, which is when I was at P&G, when they were showing reruns of Another World on Hulu, and I wrote anotherworldtoday.com, which was basically updating the story and using the reruns on Hulu as flashbacks. And that's another way to do what we just talked about, and that fans who missed Another World and wanted to know what happened to their characters, this was another form of tie-in in that it was different from a book. It was serialized and it was weekly. And people could also catch up with characters that, for whatever reasons, you obviously couldn't get back because the show wasn't on the air anymore. But because Another World was airing on Hulu, you could use the text-based episodes and continue the story. Well, the book that's going on on General Hospital, it is, as you mentioned, called Love in Maine. It's available for pre-order on Amazon, and this may or may not give anything away, uh, and certainly soap fans who are astute may already be on to something. But, Alina, I noticed that the author of Love in Maine is listed as Connie Falconeri. Indeed! Connie didn't write the book. Well, Connie didn't do a lot of things we now found out, or maybe she did. You know, it gets confusing from day to day. So what's another personality, more or less? That's, that's um, definitely It definitely true. seems like that's a big clue to story that's coming up, because the book itself is not scheduled to be released until March, which is, I believe, in conjunction with the April 50th anniversary of General Hospital, which is interesting because um, Oakdale Confidential was actually part of As the World Turns 50th anniversary, so I guess we started a trend. But it definitely seems like that's where the story is heading, and that you know we do know that um, Connie Tate has found the manuscript, so we can suspect maybe Molly won't be holding on to it too much longer. I have to tell you, I've just noticed that there are little comments from other authors oh, based yes, upon. Yes. <laughs> we have one uh, newcomer, Kate Falconeri, writes with the confidence of a novelist who's been around forever, and she brings her charming characters to life with effortless imagination and breezy good humor. That's written by Kate Howard, publisher <laughs> of Crimson Magazine. Well, you know, I got to tell you, when we did The Man from Oakdale, we also had quotes from Emily Stewart um, at her newspaper <laughs> and Margot Hughes. And I must say, as a writer who doesn't only write tie-in books, it's so much nicer when you can write your own reviews. It just makes life so much easier. There's a lot of people on eBay and, and Amazon's marketplaces who I think write their own reviews as well. Well, Amazon has actually tried to crack down on that. In fact, they have all sorts of new laws in place that you're not supposed to do that. I guess nobody told Kate and Connie, but then again, breaking the law isn't really new for her. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, here's another one. Uh, I'll just read one more that... Uh, tickled me. It says, Connie Falconeri puts so much personality into her writing. It's almost like she has two personalities. 
and that's by Ron Carlovati, the professor of creative writing at Port Charles University. So that's getting very meta, don't you think? <laughs> obviously, somebody is having a lot of fun writing these little uh, little nuggets in in goodies. So I think that that's should be a lot of fun. It'll also be interesting to see, in terms of story, let's just say that this is uh, there ends up being a war over this. It'd be fun to see, you know, a, a teenager have to square off with a full-fledged adult over... Well, two full-fledged adults, I guess. (laughs) Well, yeah, I suppose that is... I suppose that is correct. That's true, so... But it it should be... It's an interesting interesting little bit of of connection, and you figure then all of, uh, you know, Molly's relatives are pulled into that, which could then, of course, create some more issues for Connie Kate. Uh, Well, that's exactly what happened when we did Oaktail Confidential with As the World Turns, is the book was initially published as it had been written by Anonymous, and no one was Mm. supposed to know who did it, and the big suspects were Katie, Carly, and Maddie, because they're the ones who were featured in the book, but then at one point, Nancy, you know, great-grandma Nancy took took the blame or the credit, as it were, so I wonder if that's going to be some of the beats that play out as well. Oh yeah, I'm actually, and then when Oak, uh, Oakdale Confidential Secrets revealed, there was a, an expanded edition that was released. It actually mm-hmm. they took away the anonymous and put down Katie Peretti as yeah. told to. Oh, who is this? Alina oh, Adams. Alina Adams. <laughs> and, and if you look at if you look at the man from Oakdale, it's also credited to Henry Coleman with Alina Adams. I have got to tell you, they were two very lazy collaborators. I feel like I did all the work. I need to find if I when I write my great American novel, I'll need to find an Alita Adams to <laughs> to do all of my my dirty work for me. <laughs> so let me let me go to I mean, where there's a whole lot of stuff now that you've started the discussion of other uh, book tie-ins. I mean, there's a lot of people who are who are chiming in. There was The Secret Life of Damien Spinelli, also yes. in General Hospital. There were uh, Robin's there's Diary. One Robin. there was. Having it all, Erica Kane's autobiography, which mm-hmm. was sort of written into the the all my children somewhat. Uh, I'm trying to think of any of the other. The Bold and the Beautiful hasn't. I don't think the Young and the Restless. No, they didn't, which is actually a shame. They had a wonderful opportunity because remember when they had Kay writing her memoirs? Yeah, it would have been a really fun thing to have, and I kept waiting to see if that would come out. But I guess that's not an option that they decided to take. But um, Robin's Diary is another one where I actually think General Hospital did a brilliant in- job of incorporating not so much the book into the show, but the fact is if you loved Robin Stone, then reading Robin's Diary about their relationship just made it a, a wonderful keepsake and it gave more colors to the relationship. Not to mention the fact, you know, when I first pitched the idea of Oakdale Confidential, a big part of my pitch was I don't really understand why there's not more cross-promotion that goes on between romance readers and soap operas because I really think romance readers would enjoy soaps. And that's a way to get a new audience because I said, yes, soap fans will buy Oakdale Confidential, and we did, and it was a fantastic success, and it was number three on the New York Times bestseller list for two weeks in a row. You want to talk about the power of soap fans. Um, but if people who did not watch As the World Turns ended up picking up the book and reading it and falling in love with the characters, well, then they might tune into the show. It's also a great marketing hook. You know, there's so many other ways. I mean, gosh, we could spend a whole hour talking about ways to to do cross promotions. And it's interesting that you mentioned it because I noticed that they did a non-clunky product tie-in today on General Hospital with a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they literally just showed a Hershey bar. They they didn't mention it. They didn't say, hey, Hershey's, it is a wonderful piece of chocolate. None of that. So, I mean, there are a lot of ways to do this. And I think that hopefully 
shows will become more creative with their ways to be able to do that. And we'll certainly see how they choose to promote the book, the Love in Maine book, when it comes out in March 26th, I believe it is. Well, if you go to the Hyperion catalog, which those of us who think of that as fun do, like let's say I did, um, you can see that they actually have their marketing plan there, and they do list cross-promotion with the ABC Soap and with SoapNet. So it'll be, clearly they have something in mind. It'll be interesting to see. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll get some of the folks on here to talk about the book. But Alina, I want to thank you so much for filling in here at the last minute when we had a, a scheduling emergency. This was fun. Thank you so much. And everybody, please be sure to go to SoapOpera451.com to read the Soap Opera 451 memorable moments. There's blog moments, of course. Uh, Alina is talking right now about the book, the General Hospital book, and she talks about some of the other books that she's written. It's a good read. It looks like you write something almost every day, so certainly people can get it together and, and find something when they're done at SoapCentral.com, head over to Soap Opera 451. Or they can get Soap Opera 451, the time capsule of daytime's greatest moments on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It's a book where we interview the actors, writers, and directors who made the moments that fans voted as their favorites. You can read the interviews, and then you can click a button and watch the scenes. Well, everybody, that means that we are unfortunately out of time for this week. I, of course, want to thank my guests, Carla Mosley, Alina Adams. I want to thank you both for dropping by. Everybody, if you've missed any of those links that we've talked about during the show, fear not, we will post them at Soap Central Live on Twitter, on our Facebook page, and of course on our official show page, soapcentral.com slash radio. While you're there, you can check out every single episode of Soap Central Live. Listen to them free on demand. There's more than 150 episodes so there's plenty of stuff for you to listen to while you're roaming around the house or have a free moment. You can download them to any of your mobile devices as well. Remember, we're always on even when we're not live. You can call our caller feedback line, 267-341-7627. Leave us your thoughts, comments, and questions. And next week, it's a very special guest. December 7th, we have a rare one-on-one -on -one interview with All My Children favorite, Kate Collins, who played Natalie and Janet. She'll be here chatting with us live, taking your calls. It's going to be a very special episode. So until then, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on this continuing saga known as Soap Central Live. Have a great weekend, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.